Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 43 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Section 2. Signs of Immoderate Care. Cares of the things of this life are inordinate and immoderate. Number one, when they will not give men leave to take the comforts and natural refreshments of this life. Ecclesiastes 5.12 As sleep, meat, and drink, and other needful and lawful things, but especially when they hinder them from the exercise profitable use or due performance of their religious duties. Matthew 6, 21, 8, 22, 22, 5, Ezekiel 33, 31, and 32. Number two, when they are first and chief in a man's thoughts, the mind always running upon them. Number three, when they cause a man out of his eager haste to be rich and to enjoy the world, to use unlawful and indirect means, Proverbs 28, 20 through 22, or to engage in dealing and trading beyond his skill, stock, and means well to manage the same. Number four. When they cause a man so to mind his worldly business that he thinks nothing well done or safe if his eye or hand be not in it and if it be not in his own custody, although there is cause why others should be used and entrusted with it. Lastly, this holy laudable care is confined within its due measure and bounds as well as fixed upon its proper objects. It knows its due limits, how far to go and where to stay, namely, when it has chosen a lawful object and has found out and used lawful means, 2 Timothy 1.12, and applies itself to one thing as well as another in due order and measure, it stays there, caring no further, but waits patiently God's pleasure for good success. Psalm 37, 7. Casting all care of event and success upon God by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Section 3. The Duty of quiet trust in God. By what has been said, you may see that, although you may and must take thought about many things, according to the directions they're given, yet you must, as the Apostle says, be careful for nothing with an anxious, perplexing care. This is now the matter to be insisted on, viz, that God would have none of his servants and his children to be inordinately careful about anything, 
nor yet when, in obedience to his commandment and due observance of his providence, they have diligently used lawful means for the attainment of all lawful things that they should distress themselves at all about the issue or success. He would not that they should suffer their minds to hang in doubtful suspense and fear about them, but would that they should commit their ways unto him and trust in him. Psalm 37, 5. Whether it be in the matter of their souls or bodies, of the things of this life, or of that which is to come, God frees them from all carefulness and would that they should free themselves from it too. God would have you use all good means for this life, but without taking thought for tomorrow about what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall put on, or what shall become of you and yours another day. Matthew six twenty-five to 34 He would not have you be so distrustful of him as to take the care of futurity, the care of success from him upon yourself, perplexing your heart with doubt and fear till you find it. Luke 7, 22 through 29. But his will is that when you have done what you can with a cheerful and ready mind, you should leave the whole matter of good or ill success to his care. Psalm 55, 22, 1 Peter 5, 7. In like manner, God would have you to use means to save your soul, but when you have so done and continue so to do, he would have you care no further. He would not have you to doubt and fear that all shall be in vain and to no purpose, Psalm 73, 13, or that you shall not be saved, notwithstanding. He would not that you should discourage and enfeeble your heart by taking thought about the issue of any trials and temptations that may befall you before they do come, Matthew ten nineteen. 24.6, for that is vain, nor yet when they do come, for that is needless. In such cases, you need only to serve God's providence in the use of the present means of salvation, gaining as much grace and strength as you can against such times Improving that grace and strength which you have in such times of trial. But as to success, either how much grace and comfort you shall have or when you shall have it and whether you shall hold out in the time of trial or be saved in the end, you must not indulge doubtful and distrustful cares, but must trust God with these things also. For our Savior prohibits 
his disciples all trouble that might arise through fear of ill success in their Christian course. John 14, 1, 27. And Paul eases himself of this trouble and fear, committing his soul and the issue of all his trials unto God, saying, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. 2 Timothy 1.12, 4, 6, 8, 18. He is confident in God for good success in his whole Christian warfare. So should you be. Section 4, Reasons Against Anxious Care and 4, Quiet Trust in God. Now, to dissuade you from all carefulness and to persuade you to rest secure in God concerning the particular events of all actions and touching the final event and good success of your Christian profession. Consider these reasons. Number one, showing why you should not care eagerly and inordinately for earthly things. Number two, why you should not take doubtful or distrustful thought about anything, whether earthly or heavenly. Number one, seriously consider that all earthly things are of little worth very fading and transitory. First John 2.17 Likened, when they are at best, to the flower of grass. Isaiah 46. James 1.10-11 Wherefore, they cannot be worthy of your anxious thought or careful perplexity upon them. It is extreme folly for man, being endued with reason, to set his mind upon that which is little or nothing worth. Nay, which as Solomon calls riches, is not. Proverbs 23, 5. Which is but of short continuance and only for bodily use while he has it. Which also is given by God unto the wicked even to his enemies, rather than unto the godly. Psalm 42, 13 and 14. Number two, inordinate care of earthly things is exceedingly hurtful, for besides that it breeds many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in perdition, First Timothy 6, 9, it does hinder the care of things spiritual and heavenly. It causes persons either not to come at all to the means of salvation, Matthew 22, 5, Luke 14, 18, etc. Or if they come to the word, prayer, sacraments, good company, and good conference, to depart without spiritual profit, 
Matthew thirteen twenty two, Ezekiel thirty three thirty one. It will cause a man to err from the faith. First Timothy six ten, and to be altogether unfit for death, and unprepared for his latter end. For when any one part draws more nourishment to itself than it ought, some other parts must needs be hindered in their growth. And when the strength of the ground is spent in nourishing weeds, tares, or corn of little worth, the good wheat is obstructed in its growth, choked or starved. Philippians 3.19 He whose cares are too much about the earth, his cares will be too little about the things of heaven. This concludes episode 43 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk.